Seven total ACC players were drafted in the men's NBA draft. Exciting to see, right? Now we also have the ACC Big Ten Challenge underway for next year. We're going to go over why NC State was left off the list. Was it justified considering the season that they had last year? Did people want to get saved about two hours of who knows what it would be? Let's talk about it on today's show with Ken Gibbs of Locked on Wolfpack. On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by Kenton Gibbs of Locked On Wolfpack. Thank you for making Locked On ACC and Locked On Wolfpack your first and second listen each and every day. The today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered with this season's props with more odds in lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Kenton, you're back. Finally. What's going on, friend? It's been a long time. Shouldn't have left you without a dope beat to step two. Uh, you know, everything is everything. I, I can't complain. And coming back to a Timberland Aaliyah reference is, is definitely the type of love that I was expecting. So always glad to be here. The energy is next level because it's an exciting time for the ACC. We got a lot of good things happening over the weekend. A lot of good stories are coming out for the ACC. I know we've had this bet going about Duke football, but I just want you to know, Coach Elko dropped a whole tweet that was a rap lyric, and I just need you to get excited like I'm getting excited. Hold on, wait a minute. Y'all thought he was finished. Okay. Coach Cut never. Okay, I'm just saying six games. That's all I need to win this bet. For those of you who don't know or listen to the show often, Kenton Gibbs and I have made a bet that Duke football will win six games this season. I think that they will win six or more. Kenton is not too hopeful for that. But, you know, crazier things have happened. So we're going to use our bet online magic and get this going. I Listen, if bet online had their odds at um, at – Five and a half games, meaning that everybody would either be betting six or more or six and below. Mm-hmm. Anybody who bet six, I would tell you, give me the money. I'll put it to a more productive use. I'll do good stuff with the money. You know, I, I'll go get some some clean eats and, and Raleigh or something like that. I'll go do something better with the money than, than just throwing it away, betting on Duke football. Come on. Come on now. I don't care how many Elko could tweet out the words to Big Papa <laughs> word by word, okay? Expletives included. And I still <laughs> would not have any faith whatsoever in this team to reach six wins in year one. Now, would would I be surprised if he did it later on down the line? <laughs> Maybe not. But right now, to say that they left the cupboards bare, to say that the man ain't got no horses in the stable, he got a couple of my little ponies up there, but that's about it. That's that's a shame and a scandal. And I like to say you're going to be real disappointed when I come through. But that's neither here nor there. That was just my little football spiel. I do want to talk to you guys about some basketball news on the men front. 
We had a lot of good updates over the week. We had saw last Thursday Paolo Bencaro out of Duke get drafted number one overall by the Orlando Magic. The Magic keeping everything quiet is kept about who they were going to select. A lot of rumors around it, who it was going to be, and Bencaro came out on top. He's the ACC's 12th NBA number one draft pick most by any conference. So I just want to start there for one second, Ken, because, you know, they've been hating on us, right? They've been hating on ACC men's basketball, saying that, you know, we weren't going to have but one team probably make it to the NCAA tournament and I just feel like this year especially for all of the guys really it's solidified that the ACC is not going anywhere when it comes to men's hoops if I were the ACC when we're talking see now we can talk some good stuff about me right because I don't I don't dislike Duke I promise you I don't some of my best friends graduated from there some of my wonderful frat brothers Chris Jackson shout out to him doing his thing out of eyes out there but anyway let me tell you something yeah anybody who's looking at ACC men's basketball and saying Oh, they're bad. This is a bad year. Look at what just happened. Yeah. Look at what just happened. From the months of March all the way through the NBA draft, I don't think that anybody in their right mind can say anything, can say a word, a peep, a whisper, a (laughs) nothing about the ACC. You had two teams in the final four. You had how many teams in the the Sweet 16? What was it like? Elite eight, even like Miami got there in that bad boy, right? You saw Notre Dame making pushes. Like, it was crazy. Almost half of the Elite eight was ACC. And you're going to sit here and tell me that this was a down year? If I'm the ACC, I'm looking around the country like, tell me I'm having another down year. Please, let the if this is my down year, what's y'all's up year? Yeah, to to talk about it. And I think it's also just really hones in the point that as much as people want to build the hype, you got to have the season, right? You absolutely just have to have the season. And some things are staples. I think ACC men's basketball is a staple where it's never going to be terrible. And the fact that we see a lot of times with ACC men, well, I should say men's football, but with football, how we say, oh, they eat each other up. Like they're just going to savage each other in the Atlantic. They're going to make sure the coastal, who knows, going to come out on top. With men's basketball, yeah, they're beating each other up because everybody's so elite like there's not a bad team to a horrible team to me in the ACC there's tough teams where they can use a little work there's not a bad team I no I don't know if we we can go as far as say there are no bad teams the ACC hold on I said, I said tough uh, team I said team that need a little work I need a little work a little, a little bit of a stretch but I'll tell you this I'll tell you this and I and I mean this very genuinely and I mean this you know we joke a lot we laugh a lot but seriously men lie women lie numbers don't lie how many players, how many conferences can say, oh, we have more players sent to the NBA than the ACC? Right. Not you know many, what I mean? any. Zero, actually, in fact. Duke sophomore Mark Williams was the number 15 overall pick, while Duke freshman guard A.J. Griffin was the number 16 pick going to the Atlanta Hawks. Wake Forest junior forward Jake LaRavia was number 19 going to Timberwolves, eventually got traded to Memphis. And then Notre Dame freshman guard Blake Wesley got 25th pick to San Antonio. And Duke junior forward Wendell Moore Jr. was number 26 at Houston. So in case you missed it, we're bringing it back around one more time. Seven. Uh, guys from the ACC were drafted and such a good site for that. And so all the dramatics, if you're watching the YouTube show for <laughs> Locked On ACC, the ACC now has at least three first round draft picks in each of the last 14 drafts. The only conference to do so. Let's talk about numbers don't lie. Over the last nine drafts, the ACC leads all conferences with 55 first round selections. 
The ACC now has 32 top 14 selections over the last 13 years. And since 1966, all conferences with 57 lottery selections. Then you had our man Trevor Keels, who was selected in 42 by the New York Knicks. And we go show at the end of the day, if we are going into next season saying ACC is going to be a down year, going to struggle because we have new coaches and there's no more Coach K, there's no more Coach Williams, you know, Hubert Davis in his first year, can he do the same for year two? I'm not betting against it, you know, not at all. All of these great coaches have had people fooled for years. And it's rarely ever players who play at a high level. Yes, mm-hmm. coaches can't take your game from uh, a 1.8 to 2. Sure. Mm-hmm. They can take you from on the precipice to, okay, I know where you succeed. I'll put you in a position to do what you do well. But I remember saying, I heard it from, uh, I want to say the first time I remember hearing it, and I know he's not the creator of it, but Tom Luganbill said, it's not about your X's and your O's, it's your Larry's and your Joe's. Mm-hmm. If you go back through ACC history, if you go back th- through the recent history, all of the coaches that we swear are just the baddest men in the universe, and even the coaches that we said, well, they're a terrible coach, they just have one great year. Well, what was the difference in that one great year? They had guys who could go. They had yeah. guys who could do the job, and they had relative health. Yeah. With that being said, if you're looking at this ACC next year, with all that the boys and baby blue are bringing back, and, and listen, I done gave him a compliment. That's my that's my gift for the year. That's your Lord one compliment. If the Lord don't let me in the pearly gates, I'm like, you remember what I did on June 27th of 2022. Why you gonna let me not get in here? You my internet search history wasn't that bad, but anyway, the the fact of the matter is simple. Uh, this is a conference that I mean, while we want football to catch up, it, mm-hmm. it's it's not that our football is terrible. It's yeah. just that basketball, we are so far head and shoulders above everybody else. Yeah, Nobody else can say that they're close to us in basketball. Yeah, and I really wish we would just embrace that instead of trying to force the football issue. Like, I do understand the money and the you know financial ramifications of having really good football programs. And, you know, we see little sparks from Clemson every now and again, right? And we saw Wake Forest have a good year. And sometimes we have, like, the Lamar Jackson of the world who put the Louisvilles on top. But let's – Let's not mince words here. ACC is a basketball conference, and I'm not going to let people, <laughs> Commissioner Phillips, I'm looking at you, try and make it different by trying to lure Notre Dame in this bad boy. But that's neither here nor there. Notre Dame does, in fact, have a place in the ACC Big Ten matchup when it comes to men's basketball. So I'd like to take the time to talk a little bit about that and all of the matchups we will see going into this season. But first, Bet Online is your number one source for all of your sports betting needs. For if you want to have the latest sports developments for leagues, reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball, you're, you should head to Bet Online. It remains the number one spot for sports scores, podcasts, and news this year. It's the fastest and easiest way to check on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online is where the game starts. 
So we're rocking and rolling here with Kenton Gibbs of Locked On Wolfpack. He is joining the show to talk to us about some ACC men's hoops today. And of course, we'd be remiss if we did not talk about the ACC Big Ten Challenge that's going down. We had a great opportunity to see some of our top teams get in some heavy hitting matchups with fellow, you know, Power Five conference in the Big Ten and some good, some good uh, matchups. If I do say so myself, we're starting out Monday, November twenty eighth. Minnesota at Virginia Tech, and then Pitt at Northwestern. So very winnable games for both Virginia Tech and Northwest. Excuse me, and Pitt. I shouldn't see. Damn, Fortean slip right there. I was just about to say. <laughs> man. Damn. Damn. I mean, damn Pitt. I'm so sorry. I hate it had to be you, Coach Capel. But I will say, Coach Capel's had a nice little uh, dip in the transfer portal. So he is bringing some sharp uh, new ammo to his roster, and hopefully they'll have a better season. But not for nothing. They did beat a couple teams when it didn't matter or did matter for them. You know, North Carolina, I'm looking at you. So they're not, you know, chumps. They absolutely have what it takes to be a really good team. But can they be consistent? You know, uh, Coach Capel has had a lot of success in the state of North Carolina. His family has. has had a lot of success in the state of North Carolina. And I think Facts. that he needs to come on back to the rolling hills of North Carolina. I don't know part of whose program. I don't know. But all I know is 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 that those uh, very steep hills and that lots of snow up there in Pitt ain't doing you right. It ain't doing you right. Uh, you know, and, and we want to believe, we want to believe that this Pitt team is going to be better than last year's Pitt team. I mean, I'm not that sure. The bar ain't that high, and that's the problem. Okay. All the other teams okay. that were in in Pitt's <laughs> category last year, yeah. I look at most of them. And I'm like, that team got markedly better. I could see them doing some good things as your Pitt. Well, I mean, I will say Northwestern just lost Pete Nance. Shout out to North Carolina for getting him out of the transfer portal. He decided that he wasn't going to go to the league and stay another year, but transfer anyway. So Northwestern, that was arguably one of their best players, and they were already struggling. So that's not for nothing. Well, like you said, Cable did do some good work in the transfer portal. He did do some good work in the transfer portal. And, you know, your your Pitt listeners love coming for me uh, every time I say something. So I got to say something nice about Pitt. No, but seriously, uh, Capel has done some good things. He has picked up some talent that I think will make an impact right away. And and at the end of the day, um, I think that he is, like many other coaches in the ACC, he's at that moment where it's like, all right now, so improve, young man. If this year don't work out, you know, Pitt's going to go another way most likely. And I wouldn't be too surprised by that. I wouldn't be too disappointed in it. And I don't think that, uh, that, that, you know, Pittsburgh fans wouldn't be uh, surprised by it. Absolutely agree. Then you got Virginia tech who form the, what is it called? The contending? What is the word I'm looking for? ACC champion. Yeah, there it is. I'm pretty. (laughs) The defending ACC champions. They're sitting here ready to roll. They will face off again, as I mentioned, against Minnesota in uh, Blacksburg. So I think, Listen, you talk about X's nose, Larry's and your Joe's. Virginia Tech figured out how to get them Larry's and Joe's working. They were they were some pretty darn good uh heavy hitters when it comes to college play. And they made it do what they do last season. I mean, if you want to talk about up and down, you want to talk about inconsistency. In the tournament, they won when they had to win. Yeah. Um, but they had some tough times throughout the season. I, you know, they had some moments. I believe they were one of the ACC teams that lost to NC State last year. And I was just like <laughs> Ooh, don't do that. Don't how did do that. that happen? Don't but I mean, I mean, it's the truth. It's the truth. Yeah. It's it's the reality of what that team was. But they figured it out at the right time. And so 
the question coming into this Big Ten ACC challenge for them will be, who do you all want to be from day to day, right? Yeah. Because it's not just about what you do. Although we like to turn the entire season into what you did in conference tournament time and what you did in the NCAA tournament, although we like to turn it into that, there's a lot more to the season. And Virginia Tech had a great season last year uh, by Virginia Tech basketball standards, absolutely. But are you going to be consistent? Are you going to show up your best selves against a, a Minnesota team that is – I? I don't know much about them, so I'm not going to, you know, go off and tell you I do. But at the end of the day, I don't think that Virginia Tech is going to be outgunned by a mile unless Minnesota is one of the better teams in the nation or or in their conference at the least. Absolutely. Then you got uh, Tuesday, November 29th, where we will see. I'm going to get it all out the day, I promise. Syracuse facing off against Illinois at Illinois. Maryland will be at Louisville. I don't know why we don't have the Maryland-Duke matchup yet, but maybe one of these days it'll come now that Coach K is gone. They don't want to have to get that man heart failure if he had to go you know, up to College Park. You'll see Penn State versus Clemson, and it'll be at Clemson. Virginia at Michigan, a really good matchup in my eyes. Wake Forest at Wisconsin, and Georgia Tech at Iowa. I think of those, again, as I said, Virginia and Michigan will be a great matchup. You'll see, you know, how well Jawan Howard can go up against a really good coach in Tony Bennett. And Tony Bennett, not for nothing, Virginia to me is the most slept-on team going into this season with who they're returning with Kihei, Kihei Clark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're yeah. Kihei Clark, him returning, and I think just ultimately they didn't have the year that they wanted to last season, but they didn't have they weren't scrubs. They had some good moments, they had some great flashes. You have Jaden Gardner returning. You have the other guy whose face I can't see right now, but I remember an incredible dunk that he did. But either way, they they have some great returners. So I think they're probably the most slept on team if I were to call it way 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 too early. I've been crying and throwing up ever since Gardner picked Virginia over <laughs> NC State. You know, I've been crying and throwing up ever since, and and rightfully so. Yeah. I mean, Gardner is a baller on both ends. He gets the job done on both ends. And Tony Bennett in that backline defense is, is always going to be uh, a hard out. But when you combine that with experienced guard play, guard play is what matters a lot toward the end of the season and, and when you start getting toward tournament time and all that. But early in the season, what is Gardner going to do? Where are all those seven-footers they got going to do? I think the only team that got more seven-footers than them is, uh, what, Florida State? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, they're they're a very big team. They're a team that's going to play some good defense. Michigan is a very talented team. Jawan Howard is, is again, like I said, great coaches do not uh, – they do not have some magical sauce that makes everybody exponentially better. They just put their players in winning situations. So how do you put your players in a winning situation – in a defensive scheme that's basically forcing y'all to say, hey, if you can make that shot, go ahead and beat us. You know what I mean? So that that becomes the question in that matchup. But I think that all these matchups are going to be uh, pretty good, right? Like, what are you getting out of Wake Forest? All that they lost last year, what are you getting? Because we didn't expect anything last year. And then they popped out like, hey, guys. No, hold that thought. Yeah. I definitely thought Wake Forbes was going to be it. I said Coach Forbes in year two was going to be a difference maker because of how well and how close he was in matchups with like Musius and how he went to that transfer portal and got some dogs and figured it out. They were in games to where the first year of Forbes, you said, all right, when they get it, they're going to got it. And they got it. To me, with Alondis well, Williams and Jake Laravia. Now, Jake was definitely an interesting pick in terms of the draft. But, but, that, but that's the thing. I Where felt like go? they were going to be good. But that's the question. Where do you go? If you believe that Forbes is the type of coach that he's a uh, 
you know, the just barely that little bit better that makes a difference. He gives you that. Okay, great. Who are the players there that are going to make the difference this year? Are do they exist? Are they? Are they? Maybe players? he has to dip you his know? toe right back in that portal because maybe he knows how to have the conversations where he can find the guys that you know are flowed nicely into his system who just want one year to flash and keep it pushing. Like I mean, I think that's so a little bit of the nature of the beast of where we're at, you know, in terms of college basketball. Oh, absolutely! It's becoming a situation where. I mean, more or less, a lot of teams are becoming feeder programs into bigger programs, into yep. uh, nicer things and all that. And it's it's unfortunate, but is that not how the world works? Do people not get a job at one place and they're like, okay, I'm an engineer here, but I want to be in big tech. I want to be at, at, at Meta. I want to be at Tesla. I want to be at uh, Google. I want to be, you know, it, it's so that's just the reality of the world to some extent. But at the end of the day, what is Forbes going to do with what he's got now? I love to see it. And there are a lot of coaches who did a lot of reshuffling of the deck. And, you know, some, but like him, they have players age out or go in the draft or whatever. And some, like Keats, had a lot of players uh, or had a situation where they had to get better immediately. Where a lot of players that left, it was addition by subtraction. So there's there's a lot of change going on year to year in college basketball. So we can sit here as pundits and pretend like we're the smartest talking heads and we know. Nobody knows. We show up, we say what we think is going to happen, but with all the turnover that happens from year to year and college basketball in particular, we're just giving you our best educated guess. No doubt about it. So we really appreciate your thoughts here on the Tuesday and Wednesday match, Monday and Tuesday matchups. We're going to go through the Wednesday matchups next week. So at least you guys come back for more because I want to discuss as we're looking at this list, one school that was not included was NC State. There's 14 schools in the Big Ten, 15 here in terms of basketball, men's basketball matchups here for the ACC, and NC State was left out in terms of who they'll have an opportunity to play. They won't get one. Now, people like me who live on the other side of the tracks might argue that the Big Ten was like, yeah, I'm not really trying to look at NC State or have any – we have nobody to give y'all, really. Like, nobody even help y'all make this fun. So we're just going to exit stage left. Now, someone who is a proud graduate of NC State, but knew and saw last season's, you know, less than stellar program, would love to get your thoughts about not participating in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. You know, I don't know why people, or let me not say I don't know why people, because I don't, I haven't seen anybody at all surprised by this, but this is what you get. You know what I mean? Yeah. You finish last in the conference, you're not going to be in the, the, the challenge. What about it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. All of, all of the mess that people talk about, oh, uh, you know, Keats is scheduling is always terrible teams early. Oh, he never schedules good teams early. Good. Now you don't have nobody telling you who to schedule. Go out there and schedule somebody that's going to test you. You got all these new guys in the program that you say are world beaters. Well, congratulations. Time to go beat the world, baby. This does this should not matter to you. This is the uh, a result of having Manny Bates go down you, I want you to think about this. If you're listening to this podcast right now, um, if I added five minutes of playing time onto onto what you did last year, which was probably zero, you play five, you play three to four more minutes than Manny Bates did, and he was supposed to be your all-world rim protector. Uh, you look at some other injuries they had. There was one point in time during the season where NC State, one third of NC State scholarship players were hurt again, and it's not. I, it's not football. It's basketball. So one third is literally like 
Okay. Why, what the, are we doing here? At the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, NC State got kicked out of the challenge. Who cares? Figure it out. Go win some games. Go play your way back in. Do you think that it's a slight though? Do you take that as a slight, but not being clear? No, you don't, doesn't no, matter. no. That, because it, it's it's one of those things that that's how it works out. It's always the lowest team or like the lowest two or whatever. They don't get in the challenge. I don't. I'm not surprised by that. Well, Tough were, titty said the kid. And, yeah. and the milk surely went dry. The milk surely <laughs> went dry. So, I mean, this is this is a, a situation where again, NC State. If you feel slighted by this. Coach Keats, if you feel slighted, Jarkel Jordan, Tequavia Smith, uh, um, Breon Pass, if y'all feel slighted by this, great. Go show the world why you shouldn't be. But I don't want to hear nothing about it because the, the results were the results last year. First yeah. 20 lost season, not just in, in you know, recent history, not just in, in y'all time at ACC, in program history. So go show why you should be in the next one. A hundred percent agree. And, you know, you brought up a great point because you're talking about Capel and this kind of being the year that you got to prove something. I really feel like this is Keith's year of like show and prove. But honestly, can you show and retain? Can you get guys who are going to stay long enough to help build your program around to where like if you do have a good season, you know, they'll stick around a little bit longer or they're. Well, if they're going to the league, that's what that is. But if they're actually like good college players, I can get good NIL deals and stick around. Will they do that? If not, I'm feeling like you got a retention issue. And I don't know if you're the coach for me. I, you know, I think that we're looking at a lot of the nation and you're seeing a lot of retention. And it's 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 sad to see that your rival right down the street bought back five quality players. And, and <laughs> so four. you're it's four. four. I'm sorry, four yeah. quality players. And so you're up against that and you're looking like, oh, my God, like what happened? But the reality is, this is the new world of college basketball. Last year, I believe the turnover rate was something like amongst players, it was either 40 or 45 percent of mm-hmm. players who played in the ACC did not play in the ACC the next year. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is just the, the way of the world now. But it's to me, it's not about the, the retention thing is one of those things where uh, when you when you're arguing, when you're not doing it right, when you're losing, everything gets worse. Everything yeah. gets a little worse. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The food mm-hmm. don't taste as good. <laughs> the plane ride got yeah. more turbulence. The hotel sheets don't feel as nice. This is one of those things. If you win, nobody cares about your turnover rate. Nobody yeah. cares if you got a brand new 14 guys on scholarship, 15 guys every year. Nobody cares. But nobody when cares. you're dead last, when you're dead last, everything becomes a problem. Ain't People, no more ice cream. Ain't exactly. no more. <laughs> People start looking at the way you walk, the way you talk, the way you dress. Them. What is he doing with those suits? And what is he doing yeah. with those shoes? And da, 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 da. Again, a lot of these problems ha- are, are fabricated problems that come about when you lose. Because yeah. when you lose, everybody likes to come up with a reason or explanation beyond we're not good enough. And yeah. then beyond that, when you lose, people like to pile on you. Nobody yeah. says, oh, you know what? They lost the game. But you know what? It's just a game. Their, their APR rates are great. Everybody's graduating. Everybody is, is hitting their academic progress. That's great. Nobody's saying that. When you're losing, they're saying, hey, hey, big dog, big dog, get it together. Get it together. Show me some wins or we're going to show you the door. Come on. Uh, I 100% agree. And I definitely think that Coach Keats will be shown the door if he does not have a good year. But I digress. And there's so much to go over. We could talk all day about NC State men's basketball and what they need to do to fix it. But at the end of the day, I love it when you come back, when you come back for a little more, Ken. So I'm going to make sure that people have a little meat on the bone. Can you please remind folks of where they can find you, follow their work, follow your work so they can come back next week and enjoy more.
Absolutely. Wherever you are hearing or watching this, you can find me at Locked On Wolfpack. And you can find me at TGIF underscore Ken on Twitter. But please know that you are getting Kenton the man, not the sports analyst broadcast. And you're not getting none of that. You're getting me as a human being. All right. Wonderful. And I can't even believe I did not say this Friday, but you know, life is life has been happening in our country. But I'm just gonna say I'm here for the ladies. Ladies, I'm here for you. If you ever feel like you want to have a conversation about sports or more, I am always about it because I think it's just such a great platform to be able to talk to y'all about real world issues. So if you ever feel like you want to reach out to me, Candace D. Cooper on Twitter at Locked on ACC, let's talk a little bit about some things that are going on in our lovely nation. For Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs, we hope to see you next week. Until next time.